Happy Labor Day, Denver. Here's the Honorable Judge Dan Jacobs. Dan Jacobs with you, and then um, we'll get you uh, into the drive this afternoon. Good, good job by Matt Smith and Troy Rank filling in this morning for Schlereth and Evans. We'll actually have Mike Evans coming up here in about 15 minutes, so we'll get this thing popping. By the way, sorry to hear uh, the lead, lead singer for Smash Mouth. It's a little hard to say. Lead singer for Smash Mouth. I don't mean to laugh when I'm saying this, but um, just it's hard to pronounce. Steve Harwell. I was reading a little bit about this last night because he was in hospice care, but uh, he's he just passed away, unfortunately, at the age of 56. Sorry to hear about that. Of course, Jimmy Buffett passed away over the weekend as well. So sorry to hear about that. Um, that happened while, of course, I was away. So I, I just got in. I got in actually yesterday. I did it right yesterday. And I'm glad that I did. So we went out for the big, and boy, that was a good decision on my part, as it turns out, right? Something epic out there for Coach Prime's debut in Fort Worth, Texas. Ty Fuji behind the glass. How are you, Ty? Doing well, Dan. How you doing? You got the new haircut. It's uh, you, you, You're flipping the hair around. You got the, it seems like your new haircut's a lot of work. Eh, not really. It's it's kind of less work than uh, than my other one. L- less washing, uh, easier to dry. Yeah, but you're flipping it around all the time now. I've I've been around you for like five seconds. And I'm like you're fl- you, you you have to flip it all the time. You got like the uh, it's like kind of like Beatles meets what is it not uh, B BTS? Eh? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just doing the the typical Asian uh, long long yeah. cut, the Asian like okay. mob head cut. Isn't that BTS? Isn't that the uh, Asian group? I mean, they they do it too. Yeah. Also, they stole it from me. Oh, they stole it from you. Okay. (laughs) I'm not sure about that. Not so sure. It's the great irony. Like, it's sure now, but it's in my face more. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're flipping it around. It's. uh, Eh, I can deal with it though. All right. All right. Uh, So good to have you here today. Good to have you. Glad to be here. Yeah. Um. So yeah, back in town. But what I did was it was very cool. I decided I'm gonna go ahead and do the red eye. Now I was a little bit tired. I did nap. Napped a couple times yesterday, but I was back on. Colorado soil by 6.40 a.m. I took the 5, I don't know, 5.20 flight out of Dallas-Fort Worth, DFW, as they like to say out there, as I learned over the weekend. My first real foray, probably talked to Mike Evans about this, because before he came here, good God, a, a quarter century ago, Mike Evans has been on this station for a quarter century. But a lot of people don't even know this, that Evans... His last stop before the fan, I believe, was in Dallas. And I, I had not spent a lot of time in Dallas. Actually, I spent zero time in Dallas. The only time I've been through Dallas at all, I believe, was we when we did a trip, like a you know, a mission trip, essentially, to New Orleans to clean up after Katrina and stuff like that. Well, we drove through Dallas, but we didn't stop. We didn't do anything. And so I've never really spent any time in Dallas up until this week, up until last Thursday. So 
I did the deal. You fly in first thing Thursday, so you get the full day, and then flew out first thing Sunday. And boom, I had the whole day yesterday to basic, basically decompress. And I was up up and at it. I wouldn't say bright and early. I don't know. I got about. It was one of those uh, four snoozer, four or five snooze alarm days, which doesn't happen that often for me. Um, uh-oh, it says, <laughs> I like this on the text line. According to Alexa, Jimmy Buffett is still alive. Well, I guess somebody better get a hold of Jimmy, Jimmy's family. Um, but welcome. To, uh, glad to have you guys here with us. Of course, we always do this. What are you going to do? What are you going? What, what slabs of meat or vegetables will you be throwing on the grilling contraption of your choice today? It's Labor Day. We uh, we do a lot of that. I'm probably just going to go to the freezer, get out some burgers, take it easy. I do. I think I'm going to take the kid to the pool. This is kind of traditionally the last weekend at the pool. Probably take the youngest to the pool after the show. Grill up a few burgers. Maybe do it with some potatoes. Take it nice and easy. Very, you know, easy. But I, but I expect you guys to do the heavy lifting, to uh, share with us throughout the day what you guys have planned. A lot of you. Because then we did. We did. I, I didn't do as much barbecue as I expected over the course of the weekend. Uh, because I was affected. I guess you guys, uh, we probably weren't affected here by it. But this... There was, it's very similar to what we have going on with the altitude Comcast situation here. Something like that broke out, I guess, nationwide, you know, certain parts of the nation. And in Dallas, for example, we're in the room. It's Thursday. College football is going to be happening. And, I, you know, our plan was to go out to dinner that night. But, you know, it, what was it? Utah and Florida, the Gators, were going to be coming on. And we're watching ESPN all the way up to it. It's hot. We go down to the pool. We come back up, get showered up. We're like, all right, flip the game on. All of a sudden, a channel we were watching 15 minutes ago, boom, blacked out. And then there's some a graphic on there about how Disney and uh, you know ESPN's evil and 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 so basically the cable provider, which in that area was called Spectrum. You know, here we have Comcast. Various other outlets around the country are provided by Spectrum or other providers. In this case, Spectrum. They yanked it. They just said, fine, we're pulling the plug on you. And so that was that. And so we had to scramble. And so instead of being able to you know, plan out a, you know, a well-thought-out meal, we just said, well, let's go. we got to find a sports party. We want to watch sports. It was the weirdest thing. Like literally watching a channel... All day, you know, because, you know, you get in, you get in the airport, you're chilling out, you're like, all right, let's in the air conditioning, and you're watching sports, watching ESPN, and then they just pull the plug on you. Like, right, I, you know, they're basically trying to stick a thumb in the eye of ESPN, like, like, because apparently Spectrum, about 20% of ESPN households are on Spectrum. I would, I would imagine the vast majority are on, e, are on Comcast, I don't know, maybe 60%. And then 20% are on Spectrum. And then, I don't know, I'm just guessing the other 20% may be on Hulu and DirecTV and Dish and whatever. I don't know the, the numbers, but 20% supposedly were on Spectrum. So we kind of had to scramble and just find a sports bar and, you know, go watch the games that night. Uh, but I'll get into later how, how you get at a certain age, the choices you make when you're on a trip like that. And I'll, I'll put this to you. I, in fact, I'll do it in a unique way, a fun way. I'll put the choice to you as listeners. You have a choice. Behind door number one is a night that probably doesn't end. 
It's a night where you do not sleep. You're partying hardcore, running deep with celebrities and living the life. Bottle service and celebrities and all that jazz. Or <laughs> door number two is uh, in bed by 1130 and sleeping. So that was the choice that was laid before me. And I'll let you guys know later in the show which choice I selected. Um, and so we'll we'll uh, get into that a little bit later. But I do add it to Mike Evans here showing up. But somebody says also on the text line, RomosLaw.com text line, how about DirecTV dropping Fox as well? I, yeah, I heard something about that. So, yeah, the, the whole weekend was affected by... All right. Well, we have to plan everything out now about you know because we can't watch anything in you know in the room. Like, how are we going to be able to watch various games now? Was was so was the game affected here? Because I saw something on Brandon Stokely's timeline about was the CU tied. Do you know about this? Was the CU game affected here because of Fox? Uh, not as far as I know, but I, I was watching on YouTube TV. I'm sure it was, uh, like, my, my folks still can't watch Fox on, on our DirecTV. Okay, so if you have DirecTV here, I suppose it was then, right? Like, if you have Fox, uh, if you have DirecTV, I, maybe you couldn't watch it here. I don't know. I was there live, sweating intensely. <laughs> it was very weird. Uh, somebody right now, F Spectrum on the text line. Another texter says, I couldn't watch See you on DirecTV. I have the local channel package. And he says, so he's very upset. What's a, what's that about? Yeah. These these disputes, man. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know what's going to happen. And that's why the Pac-12 died. It's funny. The Pac-12 comes out and goes, what, 12-0, 13-0? They're going out on fire to start the college football season. But they're, you know, the conference, which, which is not going to exist anymore, the kind of the three last teams had to take a 30% share to join the ACC. So was it Cal and Stanford? And then I guess SMU jumped in from somewhere else, but they're taking, they're only getting 30% of the money from the, the other schools are, but Cal and Stanford, they got to travel all the way from California to the East coast. Most of their games, or I guess half their games or whatever. So, this is crazy. Let's see what else we got here before we get to a quick timeout. Uh, I was in Boulder this weekend for a wedding. I've never seen so many fair-weather fans. Shots fired from Ryan in Denver. Well, we'll get into all of that. Does it matter? At this point, does it matter? I mean, I know Coach Dion is keeping receipts, but he's not keeping receipts on fans, is he? If you're on board now, remember a famous buff one time said that about the Broncos? Philip Lindsay, ICU boy, was like, hey, if you are with us now that we're a terrible team, we don't want you with us when we're good, which never happened with the Broncos. Literally, at this point, it it really hasn't happened. The Broncos still are not good. Maybe this year it turns it around. All right, let's do one more text before we get out of here. Um, and then we got Mike Evans from the morning show coming up. Um the beans, Dan. Talk about your famous beans. Yeah, we get last, last, it was the last holiday, right? I gave out the uh, beans recipe. A lot of you guys are cooking those up today. I hope those go well for you. Um, Mike Evans will be coming up, joining us next. If you want to get involved in the program, you know how it goes. 
You got something funny. You got something clever. You got something passionate. We'll make you famous. We'll read your stuff right here on these very airwaves. You can do that a couple ways. You can follow me on Twitter at Dan T. Jacobs Law. That's at Dan T. Jacobs Law or the RamosLaw.com text line is 303-713-1043. Mike Evans coming up next. Somebody once told me the world is going to roll me. Happy Labor Day, Denver. Here's the Honorable Judge Dan Jacobs. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. Well, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. Fed to the rules and I hit the ground running. Didn't make sense. There we go, a little smash mouth in honor of uh, unfortunately so departed so former front man. Look around the program. Our good friend, Mike Evans. Did you get to sleep in a little bit today, Mike Evans? Yeah, it was wonderful. Thank you. I appreciate it. All of you laboring on Labor Day, I appreciate it. Yeah, I remember asking you one time, I'm like, you know, you've been doing the morning show for good good grief, what, decades now. Can you can you sleep in at all, or is it just like clockwork, and you get up and you're like, oh, no, no, I'm not sleeping in. No problem. No problems at all. Usually what happens is, like, I'll, I'll wake up kind of, like, around the time that I'm supposed to get up, and then I'm like, oh, hell no. <laughs> I go back to sleep for a couple hours. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I didn't realize this. I guess the Buffs game for DirecTV fans was blacked out over the weekend. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. Um, that wasn't an issue for me, but yeah, I heard about that. That stinks. Yeah. That's... But hey, at least you get your avalanche and nuggets, right? Ah, you think that's going to work? They're, aren't they going to try? So what I heard was they're going to, Cronky's going to try and get the rights to the Rockies. Although I've heard the egos might get involved there that, I don't know, can, well, the Rockies and, the, will the Monforts and the Cronkies be able to, you know, uh, coexist? Uh, but the plan uh, is for the Cronky to gobble up the Rockies and then go to Comcast and say, well, listen, you got to sell us something now or, or give us some money now, right? You think that'll work? Well, I, I think it'd be a great idea, you know, put it all on one channel. I, I'd have no problem with that. But you tell me, you're, you've been the one that has been reporting on this so well throughout the whole saga. I mean, are they any closer to, to figuring this out? Is that the kind of move that would put this thing over the top? I'm skeptical because I think what what Altitude thinks is, well, now if we have the Rockies, you gave the Rockies a deal last time. Now you have to give us a deal because we have the Rockies. And I think Comcast's position is going to be this whole thing, this RSN model has fallen apart. Yep. And therefore, we're just not going to do that anymore. We're not giving you a per prescriber. ESPN is now off in 20% of the country. That happened. I was talking about in the first segment. We, I was in Dallas to take in the CU game. We are sitting in our hotel room watching ESPN and then Spectrum, which is kind of like Comcast, which has 20% of the ESPN households. They pull the plug right before a game and they said, that's it. No more ESPN uh, you know, on our on our cable system. To make a point. And so I think that model is just dead. And so I, I, I don't know that that, that will work. But I, I, I think if Altitude's smart, they'll pre-negotiate that. They'll say, all right, Comcast, if we go get the Rockies, will you give us something in the ballpark that will make this work for us? So there's, there's a glimmer of hope, Mike. I, I'm certainly not I'm not hopeful, though. Well, you see how this is going. It's, it's just going to be all a la carte. And you, you pay for what you want, which is really the way it should be rather than being force-fed a bunch of stations that you don't want, pay what you want, 
The problem is, is that the teams, the organizations are going to realize, or they already know, that it's just not going to be anywhere near as lucrative right. uh, with people just purchasing, uh, you know, a la carte. So uh, that's going to affect the amount of money they make. It's going to it's going to affect production costs, talent costs, all that kind of stuff. So you can understand why they're probably uh, hesitant to do it. But that's that's the direction we're going, right? Well, yeah, that was Comcast's argument from the start was like, we're happy to put you in, in a little tier where people can pay for it, but we can't charge everybody for this because not everybody wants it. And Altitude says, well, we can't survive under that model. It'll put us out of business and yada, yada, yada. But, yeah, so I don't know. where, And not just here, but, like, all along, because sports has always been fueled by the TV money, the salaries mm-hmm. and the profits and everything. And if that implodes, now network revenues, I, I'm sure, will stay the same. Like, you know, it's... ESPN and Fox and all that, I'm sure that'll work out. But all this other stuff, I don't know, Mike. Like, it could be gone. Like, just, hey, yeah. if you don't want to stream yeah. it on from NBATV.com, then you're, you're screwed. I think so, you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. Oh, well. All right. So, hey, man, I uh, I was talking about this. people Because you've been here a quarter century, Mike. How does that feel just when I say that? You've been uh, here in Denver a quarter I'm century. I'm hitting my stride. Hitting yeah, my stride. Just hitting your stride. But uh, before that... You were in Dallas, which my, I just did my first trip to Dallas and to Fort Worth. Seemed like a nice enough area um, to, to to stroll through and take in a Bucky's or two, but not to live. Michael, what was your experience living out there? Oh, well, I loved it. It was only two years, right. so you got to understand for somebody who grew up back east to be thrown into a completely different culture like Texas was was eye opening, but it was awesome. And I really enjoyed it. It was two years. I could not live there. Could not live there. Yeah. No way. No way. Too freaking hot. Too freaking hot. There's no mountains. There's nothing. So, no. Uh, give me Colorado any any day. And I think a lot of people are starting to realize that. Have you noticed, by the way, is it just me? Is it just me? Friday? Have you noticed how many Texas license plates have invaded Colorado? When you drive around, just, just kind of open your mind and your eyes to looking around and realize how many Texas license plates are now in Colorado. They're inundating us. They're coming. It used to be California. Now it's the Texans. It is. Well, and that's part of it. Like you were, you were, you were mentioning. So my buddy that came in, he was coming in from Florida and he's like, wow, man, there's no water. There's no mountains. There's nothing here. He's, and then he was, he kept looking at the grass because he, he lives in Tampa and everything's green and lush. And he's like, why is the grass yellow? I said, because it's burning up. It's 110 <laughs> degrees here. It's on fire. That's why you didn't notice. He's like, oh, wow. It's really weird to him. So it was nice. Everybody was nice. It was pleasant. It was, you know, good food. But good God, yeah, I wouldn't want to live there. Yeah, no, if, if I'm single, you know, or if it's just, you know, you're, you, you don't have kids, I would not want to raise a family there. It's just there's nothing to do, <laughs> you know. Yeah. There's nothing to do. So except go to football games on Friday night. Yeah, so... Uh, talk, we were talking about this. Uh, we'll get into the game, of course. But here's the question we had just before the break. Remember when uh, ICU boy Philip Lindsay said this? He says, if you're not with us when we win five games or seven games, I don't want you with us here next year when we win five games under Vic Fangio, right? Remember that? Right. If you're not with us now, I don't want you with, you, with us later. Uh, but I think Coach Prime came out and says, nope, there's plenty of room, obviously with the huge upset. CU is the talk, the epicenter of the college football world. What's the rule? What's the decorum? 
What is the protocol, Mike Evans? You're the dean. Uh, is everybody welcome? Uh, or is everybody that's been piling on and trashing CU for years, uh, are they allowed on or are they off? Of course you're allowed on. Come on, that's that's always been the way it, it, it's gone, is that whenever a program, a team, a professional team, college team is down, and whenever they turn it around, of course people jump on the bandwagon. It's something that's been happening since sports began. So it's it's no big deal, and I, I don't buy the idea that, well, you weren't with us through the tough times. All right, so I guess I'll use this as a comparison. I guess then everybody should be in on CSU football. We at the fans should be covering CSU football extensively. I mean, they're horrible right now, right? They're dreadful, but, right, we're supposed to – follow it and cover it extensively now because when they do turn it around, if they turn it around, we want to be able to say that we were on the bandwagon right from the start. No, that's, that's BS. So no, it's, it's the way it works. And just look at CU, look at CU themselves. I mean, look at the people, uh, the students and the, the, the excitement, um, plenty of people who are CU, uh, alumni, CU students, CU media, I mean, they've all jumped on the, the bandwagon. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Uh, I love how Dion's playing the keeping the receipts thing, the, the, the bravado, the swagger, uh, the, the cockiness, uh, all, all in an attempt to build his, his team up. Um, I think it's tremendous. So good for him. Uh, but you better beat Nebraska. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> better yeah. beat Nebraska. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Now, just a quick side note on this conversation, because I've been having fun with DMAC, because DMAC says there are no Rockies fans. They don't exist, okay? There's there's almost no Rockies fans. Look at what they're doing down there. And I know everybody wants to make excuses and kill them. Oh, nobody goes to the Rockies game for the game. They can't name the, you know, the starting shortstop, this, that, and the other. When they are in their worst season in franchise history, they are almost, they may take over the Red Sox. For bodies through the turnstiles in a season, like people are going down there and supporting this organ, you know, this team, this product with their hard-earned dollars more than than uh, I think they're going to be thirteenth in the league in attendance, maybe twelfth. Like when they're bad, can you imagine what it will be like when they get good again? I think I think Rockies fans deserve credit for that. Even though our our good buddy in the afternoon show says, "Oh, there is no such thing as a Rockies fan," can we give them some credit? Uh, no, uh, no, 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 no. What, what, what's happening down there at, at Stan, Pat and Blake is <laughs> a business, a business model. Let, let me tell you something. 200 years from now, they're going to be holding business classes about the uh, Rockies business model in, uh, in, in the 2020s. I mean, it's, it's remarkable. I've never seen anything like it. They, they have a terrible baseball team and yet people just willingly hand over their money. Uh, but yeah, let, let's be clear. It, we're, if you want to talk about how many Rockies fans are going to the game. Yeah, I'm with DMAC. I think it's a pretty small number. But when you start to add in the, you know, hey, we're looking to go out and have a good time. We're looking for a good night out, a family night out. The rooftop is open. Hey, I'm a fan of the Braves. I'm a fan of the Dodgers. They're in town. Let's go see them. I think if you start to kind of parse out who exactly is going to the games, you'll realize there aren't that many Rocky fans going to the games. You can't do that when you're getting 32,000 a night. Yeah, you can. Like 30, it's, it's, that's a, it's a business model. It's a business model unlike any I think we've ever seen in sports. Well, that's honestly. only because of the passion of the people here in Colorado, though. Yeah, it's yeah, it's no, overly simplistic to say, ah, but, the numbers but, don't Dan, add up, Mike. But Dan, but Dan, to the whole point of the, 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 the bandwagon thing, 
it, remember back to October, okay? Mm-hmm. I, I remember my family actually went to a game right at the start of, of when they started to get hot. You never, trust me, that night sitting there, you never, ever would have suspected that they were getting ready to go on the wall that they went on. And there was no buzz. I mean, nobody was talking about the Rockies. And yet they, they got hot. And you remember how it was. It was the biggest biggest story in town. Lodo was packed. There was like, you, you, you know, you went out like I think uh, midway through the playoff run. And it's like if you went outside, all of a sudden like everybody had Rockies gear on. It was like a transformation, like an overnight transformation. Everybody had Rockies gear on. Everybody jumped on the bandwagon. Rocktober is one of the great, great um, moments uh, in, in time that this sports city has ever seen. And, and that was a classic example of everybody jumping on the bandwagon. I, I don't have a problem with it. Looking back on it, do you? Oh, no, absolutely not. I, I think that's what, what I think we have some of the greatest fans in the world, in this city. And by the way, in particular, baseball fans. I just happen to disagree with you guys as far as like, there are no Rockies fans. I think there are because. They've always been in the top in attendance since we've gotten the team from day one. And I just think it's overly simplistic to say, oh, they're just there to party. Like, dude, like, mm. they, there's 32,000 right, we'll, a night. We'll have to disagree on that one. Yeah. But so speaking of uh, something special happening, um, this band, and I'm, I, I hate to call it bandwagon because I think it's just people getting very, very excited. Um, I mean, what else, like you said, what else were you going to do with the CU team? They won one game last year. They've been terrible for 15 years. Um, but. People rallying around. I, I've never seen anything like what Deion Sanders is doing here. Mike, I mean, can, can you equate it to anything you've seen in 30 years of covering sports? No, no, I, I, I can't. I mean, you're you talking about a program that was was on life support. It, it really was. And to see, even before they played on Saturday, to see what had happened in the span of a year, if, if a year ago at this time, somebody had come to you and said, Hey, one year from now, Colorado is going to be Colorado football is going to be the talk of the college football world. Their first game is going to be the most highly anticipated game of week one in college football, their spring football game, which for years they couldn't give away tickets will be sold out. And on national TV, you, you would have, you would have told that person they were nuts. They were certified loony bin, and yet here we are, and it is, it's remarkable, but you know what, now having watched the game on Saturday, you know, Deion Sanders throughout the course of his career, he's always made backing up the hype, backing up the talk effortless. You know, the guy just, he did it so easily, right? I mean... You know, he would he would write checks for himself that you're like, there's no way this guy's going to be able to cash. And yet he did it. But it's one thing for just one person to be able to follow through on that hype for himself, but to project it over the entire team and the entire program and all these players and to get them to all buy into it and to have that, that confidence and that swagger, uh, I, I – I think it's remarkable. I, it, it is truly one of the most unique things I've ever seen in covering sports. I can't wait to see how it all plays out. I can't wait to see how these next uh, few games go because now suddenly everything changes, right? I mean, whatever expectations you had for this team automatically go up, right? If you thought they were only going to win three games, now you're automatically thinking 
that they can win six and go to a bowl game. I always thought that the realistic expectation to keep all this hype going from the offseason was they had to get to a bowl game to truly keep this hype going. I, I fully expect them to be in a bowl game now. Now the question is, what can they do in the Pac-12? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, I got just a couple more minutes with you, Mike. We got to talk a little Broncos. Uh, game week is upon us. Raider week is upon us. A big, actually, a couple, you hate to say it, but early in the season, there's a couple they kind of have to nab if they're going to be legitimate this year with the Raiders starting this week. Are we going to see a big CU-type turnaround with the Broncos this year? Well, first of all, it's an absolute must-win. And, you know, I, I get into this with DMAC. We'll probably get into it on our, our pregame show from uh, uh, Mile High Station on, on Sunday prior to the game when we uh, start broadcasting at noon because I – I have no problem calling these early season games must win. And he always pushes back. It's not a must win because the standings say it's not a must win. It's not a must win until, you know, you're facing elimination. I, I no, I'm sorry. There are just some games that you, you have to win. And for a team that has lost six straight to the Raiders, unforgivable, that makes it a must win because it is uh, one of the games on the schedule that if you have any hope of winning 10 games and being in the playoffs, you would point to this game at home as one that you you have to get that you should get, and then it's just the it's just a matter of paying off all the momentum uh, that that you've created. Like I'll, I'll use quickly the the CU comparison. After all that hype, if they had gone out and lost by thirty points, I mean it would have fallen kind of with a thud, right? All that momentum, sure. yet you had to keep it going, and now now it's even gone to a a whole nother level of hype, but same thing for the Broncos. You've, you've had all this belief in Sean Payton, all this belief that man, Nathaniel Hackett was a clown show. Uh, all this belief that, that Russell Wilson's going to be better. You gotta pay it off in week one. If not, it's just going to be a colossal setback. So absolutely, absolutely unequivocally must win against the Raiders week one. Okay. Then the next logical question for our listeners who trust they go to the morning show. It's the name they can trust. It's Schlereth and Evans. What say you, Mike Evans, week one? They must win this game. Will they win this game? Yeah, they'll win this game. Yeah. I, I you know, I'm not, I don't, I can't tell you if it's going to look awesome. You know, I can't tell you if it's going to be dominant, but they'll win this game. And I think really one of the key factors here, um, Jimmy Garoppolo did not practice at all during the offseason um, at all. So, you know, you're talking about coming back in. Now, he does have familiarity with Josh McDaniels from their time spent in New England. That helps. But uh, no offseason, no OTAs, no mini camps, trying to kind of get it all up to speed during training camp. And as we saw with Russ, you know, that it was a process and it took a while to get everybody kind of on the same page. And we're still not absolutely convinced that it's, you know, the page is, Everyone's on the same page. So I think that's kind of the key. I, I'm, I, I think the Broncos will have a chance to kind of feast defensively. And that, then it's just a matter of uh, gaining enough offense, avoiding mistakes, um, special teams, all that. But, yeah, I, I think this is definitely a game that they I could see them winning, you know, 23-17. to 17. All right. Are you more confident they will win this game, or were you more confident they would beat the Seahawks to open the season last year? Oh, much more confident that they win this game. Really? Yes. Come on, yes. Mike. Yes. Yes. 
Oh no, I was I was I was very leery about that that Seattle game just from the standpoint of they didn't play in the preseason. First year head coach Russ going back to to Seattle. You knew the crowd was going to be at a fever pitch. No, I was much more worried about that game than I am this game. And I know, I know, I know they've lost six straight to the Raiders. But I mean, come on, uh, you know enough's enough, right? Law of averages. Let's factor that in too. All right, Mike Evans, you're the best. Hope you have a great uh, rest of your holiday. Thanks for taking some time. See you next weekend. All right, we'll see you then. We'll uh, I'll sharpen up the old uh, wedges. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, that's Mike Evans. You want to react to him? It's your chance. Coming up next. Happy Labor Day, Denver. Here's the Honorable Judge Dan Jacobs. Kevin's appreciate that. Lots of people getting after the Rockies. I just don't understand this. And Mike, Mike's getting after. By the way, Mike's one of these guys. Mike is one of. Mike was part of the problems. I I remember specifically. You see, we had our Barbara Walters Mike Evans mini series special. I don't know, two three years ago. I was I was hosting the night's show. And I pre-produced a Mike Evans miniseries special. You know, I remember Barbara Walters used to do these epic multi-night interviews. I did one of those with Mike Evans, and I talked about him because Mike Evans is one of these guys. He was like, oh, no, I'm not supporting the organization. I'm I'm only going to go to, like, seven or nine games this year because my kids love to go. Like, well, that's the problem. (laughs) Like, you're you're putting money into the Monfort's pockets. And now it's too late. Like, 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 like those days are so long gone. Like, the, the, the ability now for the fans to, like, stick it to the Monforts and because they got McGregor Square. Like, the, the, the government, the, ta- you know, the, the quasi-governmental agency that controlled that land gave it to the Monforts, and they're done, dude. They, got, they have money now. Like, they, you're not going to – it's too late. They got their gravy train with biscuit wheels. So there may have been a point in time when Rockies fans had a hammer, and that hammer was their wallets. And they could have said, listen, hey, if you, wanna, if you don't want to field a competitive team, that's fine. If you want to be incompetent and disown the team and, and pass, you know, uh, have the, the Cleveland uh, franchise from ma- the Major League movie, the original one, and pass that down to your kids, that's fine, but we're not going to support it, and you're not, you don't have the financial wherewithal to keep it. There was a time that Rockies fans could have done that, but that t- that ship has sailed. And Mike was one of them, like going to seven to nine games a year now. And now I listen to Mike. He's like, "Well, I only went to one game because I'm standing my I'm I'm standing on principle." Well, it's too late, dude. For years and years and years, guys like Mike Evans and everybody that goes to games did it. You created this mess by enabling them. So what I don't get though is now. Even Evans, who I appreciate coming on, or DMAC, or everybody like, oh, there are no Rockies fans. You can't say that when there are as many people going to Coors Field as they will go to see Red Sox games this season. Unbelievable. Going to Fenway. And they're going to lose 100 games here. And it can't all be, because I've had this conversation with Dante Gomez on the weekends, on the Dan Jacobs show. It's like, Oh, you want to say that when the Yankees come to town or the Red Sox come to town or the Cubs come to town? Okay, I'll listen to you. But when other teams come to town and they're still getting 32000 it doesn't make sense. 
They do it every single night, no matter the team. And they're not all sitting on the party deck. The party deck is, I don't even know how many, what are there, 5,000 seats? It's people enjoy it. It's just a good experience. That's all. Now, are they diehard baseball fans? Name a diehard baseball fan. Like, there's, there's, there are some, but they're old, dying out people. It's just, there's very few. And I, I, I think sports in general are getting that way, where people are, and maybe it's just at the stage of life I'm going through, but it just seems like people, less and less people are, are able to devote that type of time, maybe outside of football, where they can just live and die nothing with sports. That's why these TV deals are imploding, because now advertisers and TV networks and cable providers and service providers are like, dude, the numbers aren't there. That was what Comcast always said. They said, they claimed, they looked at the numbers for the abs and nuggets and said, even on your best nights, we only have X amount of people watching. Therefore, we can't charge everybody in the Denver metro area and pay you guys, I don't know, 2 or $3 a month per prescriber to be in business when nobody else is watching it. And you guys are only on four months out of the year or five months out of the year because that's the only time your seasons are going on. The numbers aren't working anymore. But I, I understand if you want to criticize the organization for not being competent, but to criticize the fans, the people that are actually paying hard-earned money to go through the turnstiles, I don't get it. And I really don't. And, oh, oh, they're just there to party. They're there to have a good time. What do you, what do you, what is sports? Sports is entertainment. That's what sports is. Sports is entertainment. Of course they're there to have a good time. What do you think? They're there to read? To learn? No, they're there to have a good time. Good time. All right, uh, we'll get to a quick timeout. You all have a chance to collect your thoughts, and I will chance to collect my thoughts, and we'll continue this discussion on the other side. Happy Labor Day, Denver. Here's the Honorable Judge Dan Jacobs. All right. Take care of a little business here. Make sure you join Zach and Noshawn as they kick off the season at Cochino Taco in Edgewater. Come celebrate, celebrate the start of the season Thursday from 11 to 2. And also something else exciting going on. Fan football, pick them. Speaking of the Rockies, one, I guess we, well, I won't name his name, but one year we had a former member of the Rockies won the whole darn thing. Like, as a listener, fan football pick him. Like, I was in the uh, pro, promo director's office. He's like, is, is that what I think it is? And we're, like, looking up the info. We're like, yeah. It was an old pitcher for the Rockies. We're like, wow. <laughs> he won the whole thing. Uh, Matt Smith running uh, running his yapper a lot. I guess he's got bragging rights. He won last year out of the fan staff. It was him and Schlereth. Um. He's, he's saying, hey, come take my title. Yeah, I won a week. I, I didn't have a great year, but I, I took home uh, I took home the week, weekly prize one week. You can compete against me, all the fan hosts. It's the fan football pick em. The weekly winner gets $250 to King Supers, and the grand prize winner receives groceries for a year. Register now at denversports.com slash picks. You won't want to miss out on that. All right, we have three more hours to go. A couple things I do want to talk to you about. Is it okay to jump on 
the bra- uh, the Buffs bandwagon now. Because, by the way, we're, people running down Rockies fan, which is crazy. Rockies fans are just there to, to enjoy themselves and have a good time and enjoy the enjoy things. Like, well, well, yeah, it's I'm going to a sporting event. Am I not supposed to enjoy myself? Am I supposed to be miserable? Like, by the way, I'll tell you, that's what we'll talk about next as, as well. Why we were purposely torturing ourselves at the game on Saturday for the sake of the CU Buffs. I'll get into that. That was torture. Coming up next.